0: Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! If you still draft quarterbacks in round one, we're here to help.
1: Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie,
2: and he. Welcome to your 2018 Quarterback Preview. Let's go back in time for just a second. In 2015, each of the top eight quarterbacks threw 30 or more touchdown passes. In 2016, five of the top eight reached that mark. And last year, only three of the top eight quarterbacks in fantasy threw 30 or more touchdown passes. Is this the sign of the times or just a statistical oddity? Let's talk quarterback here. What's up, everyone? Adam Azer with Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg, and Heath Cummings. Guys, I think running back and wide receiver can be a little stressful on draft day. Is quarterback a stress-free, just kind of fun, easy position to draft?
1: Assuming you only need to start one, it's pretty easy. If you have to start more than one, it could get a little dicey.
2: True enough. True enough. I want everybody to start your draft right, of course, but start your fantasy football league right by booking your draft party at B-Dubs. You'll get a free draft kit and enjoy a draft feast of boneless wings, three sides, and three shareables at a special price only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports at participating locations while supplies last. So, yeah, we will definitely run down the differences in the formats. Uh, first question, how many quarterbacks do you feel okay with as your fantasy starter?
1: So week one this year, how many?
2: Yeah. Like I, I can wait and wait and wait, and as long as I take my number blank quarterback as my starter, I'm good. 19. 18.
3: I'm going to give a little different answer. I'll say there are 11 quarterbacks I feel really good about as my starting quarterback for 16 weeks. But I don't feel bad if I get one of the top 17 or 18, knowing that they're going to be good most of the time and there will be streaks.
2: We're at basically 18 with a little caveat from Heath. And some of the quarterbacks that we're talking about in that 18 range would be who? Some of the the last guys that you feel comfortable with as your starter. Goff? Goff, Winston, obviously Win- you have to wait. Wentz? Wentz, Wentz, he says. Oh, I, I'm very excited. He is to talk a little Carson Wentz with you. Very excited. Uh, what is your general quarterback strategy? Guys, your general quarterback strategy.
1: I like to wait until I feel like I'm ripping off the rest of the league. And that's when I take my quarterback, when the value is just like, like I'm a cartoon wolf and a pretty, Girl wolf walks into the nightclub that I'm
2: in. Oh my gosh!
1: And my eyes bug out of my head like, Uh, and uh, I can't believe that that was not a wolf.
3: That was Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo's never really been into
1: like he's always been trying to eat with Shaggy. He's not into the ladies as much, you know. That did sound like Scooby Doo though. Forget about the ladies. Let's just say this: you want to feel like you're stealing your quarterback. Mm -hmm. The value has to be great. There are exceptions. I think there are going to be two exceptions on draft day, but that's really how you should feel.
2: What are the
3: exceptions?
1: The exceptions are if you really want to have Deshaun Watson or Andrew Luck. You're going to need a pick in round five.
3: And I would say an exception. Like I've been in a lot of drafts where Aaron Rodgers is there in the fourth round, and that's an exception for me, too. I've, mm-hmm. I'll take Rodgers sometimes towards the end of the fourth.
1: That's a steal. Yeah. If you're getting Aaron Rodgers in round four, that feels like a steal. I'm not saying you have to wait until the late runs. I'm glad you brought this up, Heath. I think we'd all agree around the table that Aaron Rodgers in round four is ridiculous value.
2: Well, Uh-oh. yeah, I, took, I, I did take him in round four, like uh probably around 40th overall. Jamie, how about you? What's your general quarterback strategy?
0: Uh Wait until there's a guy that I want and I don't like any other players at other positions on the board.
2: Okay, so... That's a good point, right? It's, if Aaron Rodgers is up there and you're looking at him and you just don't love anybody else that you're going to be drafting, you go ahead and you pull the trigger. Uh, now, Dave, you mentioned, what, a round five pick for Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck? Is that what you said?
1: That's about where mm-hmm. I would expect to find them.
3: <laughs> and, and I would also clarify that like We are using these rounds, and it might be better to use where we are in the quarterback rankings for a lot of times because a lot of our listeners' drafts, Aaron Rodgers is going in the second round.
2: Yeah, and we'll go through ADP, of course. Rodgers, now the good thing is ADP is getting a little bit better with quarterbacks. Last year, these quarterbacks were going, I don't know, five, six picks earlier. They're a little bit later in the draft now. Aaron Rodgers going 21st overall in CBS, 27th overall in Fantasy Pros. Uh, but Deshaun Watson is the number two quarterback off the board. He's 40th overall in round four in a 12-team league in fantasy pros. On CBS, he's the third quarterback off the board at 37th overall. Tom Brady is number two. So obviously, you're going to definitely have to go early on Deshaun Watson if you want him. Deshaun Watson last year was on pace for well over 500 fantasy points in a six-point-per-passing touchdown league, 517. The most that Aaron Rodgers has scored – uh, I believe uh, maybe not the most, but the, the most in his last four seasons was a 453. So 517. That's like Peyton Manning in in his absolute best. Uh, that's what Deshaun Watson was on pace for last year. How does your and by the way, when I give stats, this is very important. We typically play in six point per passing touchdown leagues, so please keep that in mind. How does your quarterback strategy change Heath in four point per passing touchdown leagues?
3: Well, guys like Cam Newton. Um and probably Deshaun Watson, assuming he doesn't match last year's touchdown rate. Those guys certainly go up. Anybody that you think is going to have a big impact with their legs, rushing production, rushing touchdowns become more valuable from quarterbacks. A guy like Alex Smith becomes more valuable in a 4 point per passing touchdown league.
1: How about the guy replacing Alex Smith, who had 22 rushing touchdowns in 25 games in college and tried to score on the ground in his one start last
3: season? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be interested to see what he does on the ground this year. It's certainly possible.
2: Obviously that's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Jamie, PPR leagues, how much do you devalue quarterbacks in PPR?
3: I, I don't really
0: devalue them that much. I mean, it goes down a little bit because the pass catching running backs get bumped up a little bit. The third, the, the number three receivers on depth charts get bumped up a little bit, but it's, it's maybe a half a round or a round. I mean, it's not like they're, they're downgraded significantly, but again, you're talking to somebody who waits on quarterback anyway and have it ranked that way.
2: Yeah. I do feel like though, there's a pretty big difference between quarterbacks in a PPR four point per passing touchdown league and a non-PPR six point per passing touchdown league.
0: Well, Adam, I'll give you another example. I'm in a, a best ball draft right now that is five points for passing touchdowns and minus three for interceptions. There is a .25 uh, bonus for completions, so that kind of offsets it a little bit. But when I saw that scoring, I was like, "Oh my god, why would I? Why would anybody take a quarterback early?"
3: Well, another thing I'll say about best ball leagues, because I know we're going to do a lot of those on draft this year, the quarterback becomes a little bit less important because you can take three of them, and right. you don't have to choose which one to start. You just get the best one each week. And so, a guy, the, the high upside quarterbacks are not quite as valuable in that format.
2: But then again, if you're playing in that type of format that Jamie was saying, Aaron Rodgers has not thrown more than eight interceptions in a season in seven straight seasons. So Andrew Luck, on the other hand, has thrown 12 or more interceptions in all but one season of his career. So you do have to kind of keep an eye on statistics like that. Um, ten-team leagues in the shallower formats, do you want to go earlier on quarterback to get an elite player or do you just keep waiting? What do you, Does it change at all in a ten-team league?
1: I found that it doesn't. Change that much because you're still going to get a really good quarterback. The the, the 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 demand goes down. There's two fewer teams or four fewer
3: teams that desperately need a quarterback. I do think they'll fall a little bit further. I'm I'm really maybe a little bit more likely to take Rodgers, just because it's going to be so easy to pile up depth at running back and receiver late.
2: Right, Jamie. 14 team leagues are deeper. What do we do?
0: The same thing. It's it's such a deep position. Right. You know, I mean, you may be inclined to if you do wait to sort of take a, a backup maybe a little bit earlier if you are inclined to take two guys. So, you know, if if you're talking about, let's say, Matt Ryan or um, Jared Goff or, you know, I mean, a little bit earlier for me, but, you know, Mahomes or Garoppolo, you know, you may be inclined to take an Eli Manning as, as, as a second quarterback before your, you know, third or fourth to last pick. Maybe you take them almost back to back, you know, just to sort of guarantee yourself that you have two guys with the chance to hit on one.
2: But are you more likely in a in a 14 team league or deeper to take advantage of the depth and to wait rather than to you know take Rodgers in like the third late third round fourth round?
0: Or I don't really adjust my strategy either way to be honest no? with you. Okay. You know, the only time I adjust my strategy with quarterbacks is two QB or superflex. You know where you're you're looking for you know somewhat of an advantage, but it, it's also you know when when you say wait in those in those formats it goes from waiting until round maybe six or seven for me at least. To round four or five.
2: And we've talked about this enough, but let's talk about it again. Is this the deepest year we've ever seen at quarterback?
1: Yes. Yes. How long have you been doing this, Heath? Uh, decades. Me too. Yeah. And I can't remember anything like this. No, it's, it's ridiculous. And this is how you take advantage of this.
2: Yeah. Well, the other thing I've noticed, another trend, like it's, it's getting deeper, and quarterbacks are producing fewer fantasy points. Um, not necessarily at the top, but you look at like the number 12 quarterback every year, it just seems like that fantasy point total is, go, is getting lower. We mentioned it when we talked wide receivers that there's just a decline in the passing game. 34.2 pass attempts per game was the average last year in the NFL. That's the lowest since 2011. But if you look at the best quarterbacks, almost all of them get it done with their legs. Even Aaron Rodgers, even Andrew Luck, not Tom Brady, but Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. So that's another thing you really want to keep an eye on. There just there's a lot of quarterbacks that can run. It doesn't mean they're Cam Newton. It doesn't mean they're Russell Wilson. But it means they can get you two hundred and fifty yards, maybe two rushing touchdowns. Maybe they're Kirk Cousins. They get you like four rushing or three uh, how many he gets every year. He seems to get two to four or so. Um and it's strange. But that is something to keep an eye on. And I want to talk about that with Tom Brady because he's really one of the only elites that doesn't use his legs at all. Um, Briefly talking about a two-quarterback league because uh, we'll probably – we've already done a two-quarterback episode. and We'll revisit it when we do our our draft. But a two-quarterback league – Jamie, you said that is when you adjust your strategy for two-quarterback or super flex where you can use a quarterback as a flex. Uh, when, when would a quarterback go off the board or in, in a 10 team, two quarterback league? How many quarterbacks go in the first round in your opinion? I think we're going to
0: see a little bit of a decline in what we usually see. Like in our two quarterback draft, I think only one went. Oh no, two, I'm sorry. Two went. Um, my guess is three at, at the most. You know, you're probably looking at Rodgers, Brady and, and Watson. If, you know, Doug Baldwin situation didn't happen, you know, you may have gotten four with Russell Wilson and maybe Andrew Luck now too. You know, I, I don't, I don't think you're going to see a ton, but the first two rounds is probably a better sample size of what you're looking at because in, in that round two range, you may see another three or four guys go off the board.
2: Okay. Uh, Superflex basically treated the same way as quarter, as two, two, excuse me, two QB? Yes. Alrighty. Yeah, it's definitely changed. I mean, certainly when I was doing two quarterback leagues like four or five years ago, I was taking probably two quarterbacks with my first two picks, maybe. Two of my first three. It's just not the same anymore. It's such an awesome position. It's so deep. It's so exciting. I mean, on fantasy pros, like Eli Manning, he's like the 24th quarterback off the, 23rd quarterback off the board. Mitch Trubisky's 22nd. Um, these guys have definitely chances to be top 12 guys, right? Eli does. Not Trubisky. I,
1: I'm, I don't know if Trubisky's going to get there this year.
2: Yeah. I don't know that Eli's going to get there, but but they can be respectable starters for your team. Dave, you did the schedule analysis. Any quarterbacks with particularly good schedules?
1: Uh, Well, there are a few. Uh, I would say that I don't know if there's one that necessarily you're going to pick just because the schedule's great. Although I will say that Deshaun Watson and the Texans' schedule ranked very, very well. I believe the Jaguars' schedule ranked well. Minnesota's schedule ranked well. That's probably that's probably toward the top of the list. Dallas might be up there if you're interested in Dak Prescott, and then teams that didn't uh, fare well: San Francisco, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Um, and again, these are not reasons to shy away from Mahomes, or Garoppolo. But it is something you want to keep in mind and potentially use as a tiebreaker if you're debating between debating between, for example, Mahomes and Cousins. Maybe you'll feel more comfortable taking Cousins, knowing that he his schedule seems easier than Mahomes.
2: Mahomes, yeah, I mean I, the the first 5 games for Mahomes at the Chargers, that could be very tough even without Barrett. At Pittsburgh, not sure. San Francisco at Denver, is at Denver still a tough matchup, guys?
1: I think it is. I think I think it could be very tough.
2: And then Jacksonville. And then he has to go at New England, which, you know, it's it's at New England. They, they didn't have a great secondary, but this will be a, a tough road test for a young quarterback. So, yeah, Mahomes looks like he has a tough go of it early. How about Jared Goff at Oakland in week one? That could be good. But Arizona, the Chargers, and the Vikings in weeks two through four? So, yeah,
1: that's brutal. It's, it's yeah. a tough start for Goff. But he, the one thing in his favor is that, and this is really more in the Rams' favor, is that they've got that good defense. They've got that good scheme. Offensive line is fine, and Gurley is there. But that's it. it, It's the one thing that makes me nervous about Jared Goff is that schedule, especially in the early going. Do you want the official top five? Yeah, the ranking of the top best five schedules. Yeah, absolutely. This is as of June, by the way. We we haven't there haven't been like massive injuries yet on defenses that are going to impact this. But Jacksonville graded first. They have the best schedule overall. That's a reason to take Leonard Fournette. Dallas is two. Houston is three. The Patriots are fourth, as usual. They play in such a soft division. And the Dolphins are actually fifth because, again, fairly soft division.
2: And when you look at schedules, do you think it makes sense just to look at the early schedules now? Because so much is going to change with injuries and with just not knowing. Uh, you know, our evaluation of, of opponents is going to be so much different late in the year than it is now. Does it make sense mostly to focus on the early schedules at this point?
3: Partially, I think, but I think also partially it makes sense to make sure you're taking those with a, a bit of a grain of salt. Could, because of what you just said. It is going to change. Mm-hmm. And there are certain defenses that we feel, I feel, I feel really confident on being good or bad, but there's probably 20 of them in the middle that they're going to
1: reshuffle. Right. And of course injuries are, you know, you take the three best defenders off the Minnesota Vikings and suddenly that defense isn't as good. Sure. It's going to happen to somebody. Might already be happening to the Chargers.
2: Alright, we're gonna get into ADP in just a little bit and go through every relevant quarterback. As you guys have done a lot of drafts, who do you find yourselves taking a lot?
0: Luck, Watson,
3: Roethlisberger.
2: Luck, Watson, Roethlisberger. And Jamie, where do you find yourself taking Andrew Luck these days?
0: Well, I mean, these days it's, uh, you know, probably in our drafts round seven. Um, prior to that, ten. <laughs> I mean, you know it it's it's a little bit uh it it's a little bit skewed based on when the drafts were
1: right when are you willing to do you to expect take him though? to stay there though in round 7 mm-hmm.
0: in our drafts yes
1: in, in, in drafts in general
0: no in drafts in general I, I i think once we get to middle to the end of august you're going to see rogers in round 2 solidified probably four or five quarterbacks in round 3 and he'll be one of
2: them what really
0: yeah. I mean, think about how people draft. Plus, you factor in two quarterback leagues and super flex. League. Well, in my top if, we, if we remove you're,
3: those, you're going to I, we saw it last year. We I, I remember having a discussion in early August last year about how quarterbacks weren't being drafted quite as high. And then we see a lot more, a lot higher percentage of the drafts are not mocks and a lot higher percentage of the drafts don't have anything to do with us. They're just random drafts. And the quarterback ADP goes up.
2: So I guess when's the earliest you'd be willing to pull the trigger on Andrew Luck? Still round seven?
3: No, I'd go
0: six. I think it just depends on how the draft goes.
3: Yeah, but I don't think I'd go before seven.
2: This is in a 12-team league we're talking about here. Um, okay, the earliest Aaron Rodgers should be taken is blank. Fill in the blank.
1: Fourth round. Yeah, I mostly agree. Like 42nd overall. Right when... The running back and receiver pools get so thin that you look at them and you are you make a face like you're gasping for air. And you go, I need oxygen. And then Aaron Rodgers is there with a big tank of
2: yeah, oxygen. Yeah, but, but like, okay, Amari Cooper and Demarius Thomas are on the board. Who are you taking? Those guys or Aaron Rodgers?
1: Those guys. Those guys. Okay. I wouldn't expect to find those guys at 42nd overall.
2: Out of a $200 auction budget, I would spend blank on Aaron Rodgers.
3: 18. $200? Yeah. $200. Um, 21, 22. Yeah, I was, I was thinking 24. 24, 25. I'm not uh, getting 20. Aaron Rodgers.
2: I guess not. Out of $200, I would spend blank on Tom Brady. 20. 17,
1: 18. 20. About 16, 17.
2: Matthew Stafford. $200. Three bucks. Four. Yeah, five or six. Patrick three. Mahomes. God, I'm
1: not, I'm not gonna have any quarterbacks <laughs> this year.
2: <laughs> You'll get plenty, there are gonna be plenty of them to go around. Patrick
1: Mahomes. Ah, uh, that's true. Mahomes I would spend four on. Two.
2: And just so I don't neglect the, the two quarterback or super flex league, uh, what do you think about taking like two of the top five quarterbacks with your first two picks?
3: I think it can work but you better hope those are the top two quarterbacks in football this year. Like, If you want to take a shot on Rodgers and Watson finishing one, two, and they have monster years, it can work. I don't like how far it puts me behind the other positions.
2: Does it matter if it's PPR or non-PPR? To me, it makes a big difference. Small difference. Why? Like I said,
0: I, I think it just kind of bumps them down a little bit more.
2: Why just a little bit, though? Because quarterbacks are the only position that don't gain any value in PPR. They lose the most. They don't catch any passes, obviously. It kind
3: of goes back to the value-based drafting, what we were talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at quarterbacks, how many points they score relative to receivers. I'm looking at how many points they score relative to other quarterbacks yeah. and and vice versa. Yeah.
2: All right, well, it's time now to talk about some sleepers. Fantasy Profile, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Profiling an unknown or an underrated fantasy football player who listeners should get to know as they could be key to winning your season. I want your favorite sleeper and a quick explanation. Let's start with Jamie. Jamie, who's your favorite quarterback sleeper this year?
0: Matt Ryan. Yeah? I think he's going to bounce back to... Not his MVP season, but much better than he was a year ago. You give him Calvin Ridley, and, and, you know, I've been saying this all offseason. His second year with an offensive coordinator, he's had a lot of success. And the best examples were his rookie to second year with Mike Malarkey, and clearly his second year with Kyle Shanahan when he won the MVP. He just seems to be better, and I think Steve Sarkeesian will be better. You heard Pete Prisco talk about that. Uh, having Julio Jones for an entire training camp will help that team. So, um, It may be his best receiving course since Roddy White and and Julio Jones were in their prime together You know, when Julio was still coming up and and Roddy was playing great. I I just think Ryan will have better stats and perform at a higher clip, and where you're getting him is just a steal.
2: You want a good stat on that, Ryan? He had the sixth most pass attempts in the red zone last year, the fifth most pass attempts inside the 10-yard line, and somehow he threw 20 touchdowns, 21, whatever it was. I think it was 20 a ridiculously yeah. low, no low number and hopefully it will come up. Uh Heath, who's your favorite sleeper?
3: I'll go with Philip Rivers just because he's being drafted as the 15th quarterback and he's always better than the 15th quarterback. It's just kind of ridiculous how it keeps happening over and over. I know Hunter Henry's not there. I I think he has enough weapons to be a top 12 quarterback once again.
2: That would be six straight years. He's done it 5 years in a row. So that's Philip Rivers good sleeper there. And he's been a top seven quarterback each of the three years he has had Ken Wisenhunt as his offensive coordinator. Dave, your favorite quarterback sleeper?
1: I'm going to give a sleeper for those in Superflex and 2QB leagues because I think Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers are great ones. I've got them 14th and 16th in my rankings. Eli's 15th. You You know the argument for Eli. How about Case Keenum in Denver who has started training camp on fire? He has made some great plays every day. Broncos fans are happy that there is no quarterback controversy. And, uh, he, he's, he's turning Cortland Sutton into a viable third receiver. So I, I, I think that there's room for Case Keenum to actually keep putting up numbers like he did last year. Part of the reason why we love Case Keenum, and this is frankly why he had such a good year, is because of the talent around him. Denver offers that exact same thing. Good enough offensive line, good enough run game, certainly very good receivers. A healthy Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas is healthy too. I I think Case Keenum is going to be better than people think. He's going to go undrafted in one quarterback leagues, but in those flex leagues, target him.
2: I want to give you guys a stat. Tell me if it means anything to you. Again, this is for deep leagues, two quarterback leagues. In Sam Bradford's last five games that he has started and finished, not counting the one he got hurt last year and that ended his season, uh last 5 games he started and finished he has averaged 312 yards on 74% completion rate with 10 touchdowns to two interceptions in those 5 games Sam Bradford Anything?
1: He's a quarterback.
0: I don't anticipate him playing 16 games that's the problem.
2: Yeah, no, it would just be getting off to a getting off to a good start maybe, but um cuz I think he has a favorable schedule. Out of the gate, but yeah, it's deep. It's deep leagues. I mean, let's be real here. But
1: this is such a deep quarterback year that talking about quarterbacks to begin the season with as the streaming option just doesn't make a lot of sense.
2: Sure. Uh, right. so we had Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, and Dave, who did you give him? Sorry. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Thanks for listening. (laughs) I was listening. That's why I went to Sam Bradford. Who's your favorite breakout quarterback? Dave, let's start with you.
1: I'll go with, I'll go with Patrick Mahomes. I think that he will have plenty of opportunities and again, love the talent around him, love the offense that he's in. Uh, I think he could I think he should average well over two hundred and seventy five yards a game. I think he'll have plenty of games with multiple touchdowns. There'll be a couple with multiple interceptions, but he's he is a stat firework waiting to be lit.
2: And you have Mahomes ranked ahead of Kirk Cousins. You have Mahomes uh More upside Overall, wow. Uh Heath, your favorite breakout quarterback.
3: I'll go with Jimmy G. I have him one spot or two spots ahead of Patrick Mahomes. So I do think, I mean, there, he's in a situation, if last year's any indication, to throw the ball a ton, have a ton of yards. I think the touchdowns will come up from what his rate was in 2017. I'm not sure that he has top three upside, but I do expect he's going to be a top 12 quarterback.
2: Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo, Patrick Mahomes. They're going uh, similarly. Garoppolo, um, is a round eight pick, and uh, Mahomes is actually a round 10 pick. So they are going similarly, but there are five quarterbacks in between the two of them. Jamie, who's your favorite breakout quarterback in 2017? 18.
0: Uh, I'll just take the layup and take Deshaun Watson. Um What he did over seven games, over 16 games, should be monstrous.
2: Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson would have been the number one quarterback. He had... I mean, just just a like video game like season. He scored 40 or more fantasy points in three of six starts, including at Seattle, where he had 402 yards, four touchdowns, and three picks. That's in six point per passing touchdown leagues. So, Mahomes, Garoppolo, and Watson. Do you guys see any issues with Deshaun Watson? Because I know when we get to busts, Carson Wentz is going to come up and he's the fifth quarterback off the board, but Watson's the second quarterback off the board. And he's obviously unproven. Six starts. Are, are people getting too excited about Deshaun Watson?
0: There's a ton of bus potential.
2: What do you think? Like, what what's the bus potential? What what is the bus potential?
0: Well, I mean, this is his second ACL tear since college. So you know, are those knees brittle? Is he going to run as much after the second time? The offensive line could be atrocious, and so you know, if if he's not running, if there's you know, people catching up to him from you know sample size of what he is. The biggest thing is where he's being drafted. I mean, anytime you talk about bust, sleeper, breakout, whatever, it's where they're going on drafts. And so, if he's going as a second quarterback off the board, I mean, look, I haven't ranked third, so it's not like I'm I'm uh, telling you he shouldn't be in that range. But if there there's more potential to fail than there is to succeed.
3: Yeah, I've got him ranked fifth, and that will probably fall to sixth. So I I think. Like it depends on how you define bust. If he plays sixteen games, I don't think there's very much chance that he's not a top ten quarterback. But as the number two quarterback off the board, there's a ton of bust potential.
1: What what is his ADP right now?
0: It's gotta be round four.
2: Uh it is round three, I believe. We'll tell oh you. yeah. I mean that's it's it's, no, it's okay. round four. It's it's fortieth overall.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, look, it's it's gonna and that's gonna get, go up. Because again, once we start to see a lot of the, you know, um regular drafts happening, the the quarterbacks will get pushed up because oh i got you know we get these emails all the time i got to have a quarterback or you know my league drafts quarterbacks so watson's probably
1: going to end up being in the second round there will definitely be some people that are going to target deshaun watson based on what he did last year and it's obvious they'll probably go for him before 40th overall i can't get behind him at 40th overall but i'll say this the texans have changed their offense to ta- they they tailored it to deshaun watson They've done their best to improve the offensive line. It, could it be atrocious? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was last year, and Watson was running for his life last year, and he did okay. I think he's got – the best potential is he gets hurt and he doesn't play. The floor, if he does play 16 games, like he said, is a top-ten quarterback. What's the ceiling? The ceiling is oh, – num- it's, no, it's number one. Number it's number one. Yeah. Or yeah. So I, I kind of get why people want to have Deshaun Watson on their team, and and that's why I don't think he, you – I, I can't say reach for him, but I can certainly say you should, you should find a way to get him at a fair value, which goes against the whole, I'm trying to steal a quarterback. I, I'm dressed like the hamburglar and I'm think, trying to steal a passer. This I year. think one thing with
0: quarterback, because it's so deep, you can draft upside more so than necessarily worry about floor. So if you are so inclined to draft Watson, you have plenty of fallback options. If you aren't so inclined to draft Garoppolo or Mahomes, there's fallback options. So you don't necessarily have to worry about, oh, my season sunk if this guy, A, gets hurt or B, is a bust because you probably can go to the waiver wire and find somebody sitting there for you. You said it, Adam. Sam Bradford, I think either Arizona quarterback can get you through a couple weeks. Andy Dalton, if he has a healthy John Ross and a healthy Tyler Reifert, we've seen what he can do when he has a healthy receiving core. Joe Flacco may be better than we've seen before because of the guys that he has around him and the motivation of Lamar Jackson. And Tyrod Taylor, I think if he does get the uh, Todd Haley uh, eye roll slash offense, that he's going to get from, you know, what he brought to Pittsburgh that could help him, and he could be a starter for you. So there are just so many guys, you know, Dave said it, Case Keenum will be there late. You know, there, there's this, Ryan Tannehill may bounce back. You know, you just go on and on and on about, uh, maybe not for 16 games, but for five, eight, you know, depending on how much you need somebody, you, you could be okay if these guys struggle.
3: And the only thing I'll say about Watson, just because uh, the Carson Wentz fans are in my mentions always getting me to bring this up, He's got more touchdown regression coming than Wentz does even. So he had a 9.3% touchdown percentage, averaged 8.3 yards per attempt. He's probably not going to repeat either of those, but he's definitely not going to repeat the touchdowns.
2: Alright, we're going to talk about busts in just a second. Right now I got to tell you about something that's definitely not a bust. That would be the draft app. It's awesome. I get, I get a lot of good feedback. People tweeting me saying, hey, what's the promo code? If you forget it, it's FFT. Make your first deposit on the draft app and use the promo code FFT. To get a nice discount, not just a discount, get an entry into a best ball draft, a free entry into a real money game on the draft app with the promo code FFT. So we've talked about best ball. What is it? You draft, and that's it. You're done. You do a snake draft with other people on the draft app. There's no trades. There's no waiver wire. You don't even have to set a lineup. Just just draft the team and forget it. Your highest scoring players will be automatically selected for you. It's really, really fun. You can play for cold hard cash on the draft app and league start for just $1. Dollars. So this is a really fun way to just get some more leagues that are low maintenance that you can do before the season starts and not pay attention to, you know, pay attention to as much as you want, but not stress out over them throughout the year. So come and join me on the Draft app today. Download the app anytime by searching Draft in your app store, or you can go to Draft.com and use the promo code FFT to play a real money game for free when you make your first deposit. Promo code is FFT. Back to fill in the blank, blank. Will be a bust. Let's start with Dave. Plank will be a bust.
1: Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: Oh, controversy. Heat's breakout is Dave's bust. I feel like I got to
1: see it a little bit more. I, I want to root for him. <laughs> well, I want to root you for the like Forty <laughs> I do. But I think Mahomes has more upside than Garoppolo. That's
0: fair. But, I mean, just in terms of seeing him more, <laughs> at least That's one guy's true. played
2: five games.
1: <laughs> Mahomes' floor is much lo- lower than Garoppolo's. Fair. But I don't know if Garoppolo's ceiling is as high as people think it is.
2: Not to mention. Garoppolo is the ninth quarterback off the board. Mahomes is the fifteenth quarterback off the board, according to Fantasy Pros.
1: Yeah, I'd rather have Mahomes.
2: So there is. Garoppolo
1: was a lot of fun. He averaged over 300 yards per game in his five starts last year. Eight touchdowns, five interceptions. It's that that could be good for Mahomes actually, and and that might be what Mahomes gets in three games.
2: Yeah, Heath. uh, Since you have you said Mahomes has a breakout or uh, Garoppolo has a breakout. Pardon me. Do you worry at all about his lack of a true on-paper touchdown guy? Because Goodwin and Garcon don't really profile that way. Do you worry about that Yeah, at he's all? got
3: one. He's got one. Who, yeah, I mean, Hicks, I think Kittle. George Kittle's a pretty good touchdown guy. That's him. I think he'll throw touchdown passes to a variety of players. Probably three different running backs are going to score touchdowns through the air on this team. And I don't necessarily agree with the label on Marquise Goodwin that he's not a touchdown guy yet. Okay. He doesn't have a year with more than three touchdowns, but he scored three on 30 targets or 32 targets as a rookie. He scored three on 60 targets then a couple of, two years ago, so I I think he, Marquise Goodwin could score seven or eight touchdowns, and it shouldn't be that big of a surprise.
2: Okay, well that'll be a heck of a year for sure. So uh, we've given you sleepers: Ryan, Rivers, Keenum. Oh wait, we gotta get to the other bust. Sorry, breakouts: Mahomes, Garoppolo, and Watson. Bust. So far, we just have Garoppolo. Jamie, who's your bust in 2018?
0: I'm, I'm with Heath on, on Wentz, um, and I just continue to drop him in my rankings. Uh, first off, that he's still the fifth quarterback off the board. I hate that. Second, that he's not gonna play in the preseason, so you wonder if the knee is right. Third, you have Alshon Jeffrey not healthy. That's a big problem if he's out for any part of the, the start of the season. And I just think there are unrealistic expectations for him. I also wonder if he does come out of the gate playing in week one, if there is some level of a setback do they potentially sit him down for a week or two to get him right and put in Nick Foles? Now, that's a stretch. I, I don't expect that to happen. But you're asking him to do a lot from what he did a year ago on really one-and-a-half good legs. And if you're drafting him in that spot, I think you're going to be disappointed.
2: So Carson Wentz is going in round six in on Fantasy Pros, round five and CBS. He's the sixth quarterback off the board now on CBS. He's fallen behind Drew Brees. Um, still too early, Heath, as QB6? Yeah,
3: I would take him in the 10th. After you have your starter.
1: And I go earlier than that. I'll, I'll stump for Carson Wentz. I know he's not going to play in the preseason. We'll see if the Eagles stick to that. I just, I want to see him practice without the non-contact jersey. And maybe it's just a case where Philadelphia is just, they know what he's going to do and they don't want to risk any, um, issue that could delay him being ready for week one. I kind of, tr- for whatever reason, I kind of trust the Eagles here. And I'm, I'm willing to give them all the benefit of the doubt with Wentz after he had a ton of touchdowns in 13 games last year.
2: So here's the stat I wanted to give on Wentz. Cause I think the, Heath, your main argument is that his touchdown pace was just crazy high, right?
3: That is one of my main arguments, yes. So he was but on pace for to hearing his stat.
2: He was on pace for 41 touchdowns. So if you take his 13 games and give Carson Wentz 16 games at that same pace, he would have thrown for 41 touch, 41 touchdown passes. That's too high. Let's take away 10 10 passing touchdowns. Gave him 31 passing touchdowns. He would have been the number 2 quarterback in fantasy tied with Tom Brady. He would have scored the same amount of points as Tom Brady with those 31. Why? Because he runs and and he had 60 carries or he had like 62 carries and no rushing touchdowns. There were eight quarterbacks who had 60 or more carries. He was the only one that didn't score a rushing touchdown. Furthermore, Five of those eight had three or more rushing touchdowns. So you want some touchdown regression? Positive touchdown regression in the rushing category coming for Carson Wentz.
3: Okay, those were fun stats, and you had listed fun stats in the notes. And I always read the notes before the show, so I have some math stats. <laughs> okay. Because you said 10, 10, 10. Yeah, Like 10. it was an enormous number to take he away from He like sounded like a member of the
1: Sesame Street gang.
3: If you take 10 touchdowns away from him in this – hypothetical 16-game um, Carson Wentz season, he would have still had a higher touchdown rate than Tom Brady's career touchdown rate. Ten is not enough. I don't believe that. Ten's not enough. <laughs> Here's the math. If you give him Tom Brady's career touchdown rate, he throws between 29 and 30 touchdowns in that scenario. He's QB three. If you give him Andrew Luck's career rate... He throws 27 touchdown passes over those 16 games, but he's still QB five or six. I, this is not his floor. But if you give him just an average good quarterback touchdown rate, Eli Manning, he, he's a good quarterback, right, Adam? Yeah. Four point six percent. He throws no, 24 he, touchdown he's passes. He's not that good
2: of a quarterback anymore, by the way. Uh, but are you that's his career in, mark? Are you counting in the rushing touchdowns? Are uh, the rushing
1: now? Uh, Here, I don't thing. think you can count Here, on that because of the name. That's the thing.
3: Name. You. You, you want him to have touchdown regression. That only works if you expect him to run as often as he did last year. He was on pace for 368 rushing yards. Can I get an over under on that number?
2: I'll take under. the under.
3: I will also take the under. So. He had double digit touchdowns
1: in 10 of 13 games last season. But he was healthy. He, I mean, it, oh, okay. He, so now his arm is bad because he tore his we ACL. We don't know if he's playing week one. Do you, you know that his plant leg is good? I, I cannot say with absolute uh, certainty that his plant leg is good.
0: I mean, th- there there are things to factor in here. Like last year was fantastic. It was it was unbelievable. But you you can't use that as the end all be all as this is what he's going to do because we just don't know if he's a hundred percent right, and you don't know if Jeffrey's a hundred percent right. And those are two huge, huge factors when you evaluate Carson Wentz.
1: I don't know if Jeffrey is as big as you're making it out to be. Well, he scored a bunch of touchdowns. He did score nine nine touchdowns last year. And led them in targets. But if we're talking about Wentz having regression, then someone else is going to step in and have four or five touchdowns.
0: That's if he throws the same amount of touchdowns, which is not necessarily going to happen. I think, Nelson,
3: the problem may not be Alshon Jeffrey. Because I I do kind of think that it's possible Nelson Aguilar can do most of the things that Alshon Jeffrey can do. I think he can do. I so think he can 70, recover some I, of that, those I don't numbers. Think, I don't. No, that's the thing. That. I don't know who. I don't know that they have somebody. Mike, Mike Wallace will be Aguilar. better than
0: Tory Smith. Okay, so, so they will be better than Aguilar. There's better. Out. There's better production. They have a better receiving back on this roster than they did a year ago because Sproles does things that the guys that tried to replace him could not do. You also have look. The Ertz is back to practice, but will Dallas Goddard be as good as Trey Burton was? if, in fact, Ertz misses the game or two that he typically tends to miss, or in the two tight end sets that Burton does or did produce
2: last year. Can I so, can I just kind of poke a hole in this? Because let's look at Andrew Luck when he finished as the number one quarterback in 2014. That year, T.Y. Hilton had seven touchdowns. Um, Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen combined for 16 touchdowns. Ahmad Bradshaw caught six touchdowns. We don't look at Andrew Luck and go, well, there's no way he's going to get 16 touchdowns out of his tight ends. There's no way... Uh, uh, well. uh I mean, but but like the good quarterbacks find a way to make it happen, and this scheme is amazing. It's amazing. This is the, this is arguably the best offense in football with one of the best offensive coaches in football. The what well, actually, they're, they're, to be honest with you, what you say about Alshon Jeffrey, what you say about him not playing in the preseason weighs on me a lot more than just he's got touchdown regression coming because I think he's a great quarterback yeah, and a great system. I, I agree with you, but that's what I'm
0: saying is you have two potential huge flaws here. The the system is fantastic, but again. Is he right? And so you're paying the price. And the same thing with Watson. You're paying the price of these guys being back. The difference is Watson, his ACL tear was a month and a half before Wentz's was, and he's back practicing full.
1: He's back practicing without a brace. And Wentz, Wentz is out there with Wentz's a brace. He had to take part in 11-on-11. 11 11. Right. So he's doing drills. It's not like he's sitting there all right. handing Nick Foles Gatorade.
3: And I, would all, I don't have anything. I think the Eagles are going to be very good again this year but is it more likely that the Eagles really good system from last year works exactly the same way it did last year or that teams are a little bit better at defending
2: it? I don't know I mean I look at the Saints and the Saints nobody ever caught up to them you know and he was the number 2 quarterback in fantasy in in the NFL draft I think he's just a star but I but I do have the same concerns like I'm not taking him as the number 5 quarterback I get that um I, I'm really interested to see what happens because uh, I think he's an exciting player. I, I hope for the best of Carson Wentz. NFL needs Carson Wentz. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get into ADP. Just want to remind you once again that Buffalo Wild Wings is one of our sponsors, and Buffalo Wild Wings understands that being a fantasy football league manager is a tough job. So it's important to get a good first impression, and that all starts with the draft. If you want your league to love you, then book your draft party at B-Dubs. You'll get a free draft kit and enjoy a special draft feast of Boneless Wings, three sides, and three shareables for a special price to feed your league. So come in and get to drafting up some league manager love. Go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Get it started. Get your draft going there. It should be really, really fun. Wings, beer, sports at participating locations while supplies last. All right, ADP. So we've already talked about Aaron Rodgers. He should probably go in the fourth round, early fourth round, like maybe around 40th overall or something like that. He's going 27th overall, so it's too early for us. Deshaun Watson's going 40th overall overall. We talked about that. Russell Wilson is the number three quarterback off the board on Fantasy Pros. That's probably four point per passing touchdown leagues. And given the state of Doug Baldwin, supposed to be ready for round uh, for week one, we don't love the offensive coordinator. Coordinator necessarily is Russell Wilson going too early as the third quarterback off the board? Yes. Yeah. Okay. When are you comfortable taking him?
1: Round six and a half or later. I feel comfortable
0: taking him around the f- sixth to seventh quarterback off the board, whenever that may be, depending on your draft.
3: Would you? Guys, I think there are a lot of sorry. similarities to Deshaun Watson if Baldwin was one hundred percent.
2: Would you guys rather have Wilson or Wentz?
3: Oh, Wilson for Wilson. sure. Wilson, Wilson,
2: Wilson or Luck?
3: Luck? Luck. I still have Wilson ahead, but I, that may change after uh, I see Andrew Luck playing a game.
2: Okay. Um, all right, moving on in ADP. Tom Brady. All right, we haven't talked about him much. He's he's fifth in Fantasy Pros. He's number two on CBS, and you all have Tom Brady ranked second. Uh, do you? Would you have Tom Brady ranked second in a four-point per passing touchdown league?
0: No. Where would you rank? I think him? I would. Uh, I'd have him behind Watson, behind Cam, behind Wilson.
3: That sounds fair.
2: I want to give a stat that I forgot to give because it's really about Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he's really a cut above. But it's also about Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. I looked at the last four healthy full seasons for Rodgers, Brady, and Wilson. They weren't all the same seasons, you know. Like, Brady had a 12-game season because of the suspension. Rodgers missed some time last year, obviously. But in their last four full seasons— Aaron Rodgers in a six point per passing touchdown league averaged 410 points. Tom Brady averaged 353 and Wilson averaged 367. Rodgers has been so much better than those other two and it really surprised me. Um, yeah, Brady, Brady number two off the board and that's where you guys have him ranked. Feels a little risky to me because he doesn't run. Like I said, all these elite quarterbacks run these days except for him. It's Tom Brady. He's pretty damn good, but also he's playing four games without Julian Edelman, and he has not been at his absolute best without Julian Edelman. It's just the 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 stats back that up. Um, give me your overall thoughts on Brady.
3: Well, he was at his absolute best last year. No,
2: I don't think so. He was number two last year, but that is because Rodgers, Wentz, Watson all got hurt. He would have been number five in 2016 with the same fantasy total, with the same fantasy point total.
1: I think Gronk is key. For Tom Brady, which isn't exactly deep dive analysis, it's kind of obvious. You take away a guy's biggest threat, and uh, he's he's going to be mortal. And obviously, I think Edelman is going to be a factor. His absence in the first four games, I think that'll hurt a little bit. But that's a role the Patriots can replace. They, they've done it before. Edelman was once the replacement guy, so I'm 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 not too concerned about it. I think the injury to Sony Michelle could put a little bit more on Brady's plate in the early part of the season. Okay. I think they might lean on him a little bit more because they don't have that depth at running back that they might have had otherwise.
3: I, I do think Brady's risky. I don't think I've drafted him yet this year. Um, mm-hmm. but I can't find a quarterback that I want to make number two besides him.
2: Yeah. So just kind of skip over him, let someone else have Brady for you, Heath. That That's kinda, the way it's been so far. Yeah. He's not as fun as the other guys. I mean, He's not as dynamic. He doesn't run. It's it's a big part of it. Um so all right. Uh that's it's interesting that he's second on CBS and fifth on fantasy pros in average draft position. Uh then we have Carson Wentz. Then we have Cam Newton and Drew Brees going back to back. And who do you guys prefer? Cam Newton or Drew Brees?
1: Cam.
3: Brees. Brees. He's my number three quarterback. I might put Cam ahead of him in a six point or a four point for passing touchdown. Oh, agreed for sure. But I think – I said it on a show earlier this offseason. I think Drew Brees is the number one quarterback the first four weeks of the season.
2: Oh, without Ingram?
3: Without Ingram and with a very good schedule. And he just has some natural regression in the other direction. He's going to meet Carson Wentz in the middle. Probably pass him.
2: Well, So let's get in on that because I I have a feeling, Drew, there are some really good stats on Brees. He was so good last year. Career-high completion rate. 8.09 8.09 yards per attempt was his best in seven years. Eight interceptions, fewest since 2004. It didn't pass as much, but just a really low touchdown rate. And I'm guessing, Heath, that you see that number coming up.
3: Absolutely. And I maybe, maybe it's a little lower than his career norm still because they are running the ball in the red zone more. But I don't believe it will be as low as it was last year. And I think he may throw the ball a little bit more early in the season. Yeah, you kind of glossed over that, Adam. He had almost
1: 140 fewer pass attempts in 2017 than he had in 2016. I don't know if that's because of the run game as much as it is the defense. That defense was much better. Maybe it's both. Because if the defense is good and they're putting it to their opponent, then Brees just doesn't have to throw as much.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, so you, so. And, and that's,
3: that sounds like an enormous number. It is an enormous number, but it really, I mean, it's not like it dropped him to where he was a below average in terms of pass attempts. It just dropped him down to like Carson Winch range.
2: What do you think about Cam this year? Frustrating guy last year. Cam Newton had only one. That offensive
0: line's getting scary.
2: Yeah, now one of their guards (laughs) is out. Down three
0: starters from last year.
2: Um, But Cam Newton only had one stretch last year where he had back-to-back games with 20 or more fantasy points. He actually had three straight games. Other than that, it was good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Very frustrating. He ended up as the number three quarterback. What do you think about Cam this year?
0: I think he's got top ten. Uh, I mean, I don't say potential, but I think he's going to finish this top 10 guy. It's just a matter of, is he five through 10? You know, he, he he could easily be three again, but I think, you know, you factor in Luck not being there and, and Rodgers being hurt. Those guys probably finish ahead of him in six points for passing touchdowns. Um, the receiving core is better. You know, you have Olsen for a full season, DJ Moore. But, uh, again, if that offensive line is a train wreck, which is what it's starting to look like, you're asking him to, once again, do a lot of heavy lifting with a new Coordinator, we talked about this yesterday. That I I think you're still going to get good production from North Turner system, but Cam's just making me a little bit nervous with the guys up front. You know, losing Norwell, losing Williams, or at least you know Williams for the start of the season, and and now the third guy that just you know went down. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but uh, it's not looking good. They signed a guy, uh, Larson, off the street, so we'll see if that helps. But it's just it's scary.
1: I think that part of the reason why he was so inconsistent last year was because of the lack of receiving talent around him. And he had good receiving talent around him, but he was without trusty sidekick Greg Olson for 12 games, something like that. He had Devin Funches as basically his number one receiver. Kelvin Benjamin got shipped out of town. McCaffrey was a rookie. I feel like he's going to be more stable now, assuming Olson doesn't break his foot, DJ Moore comes to play, Funches can be in a smaller role, McCaffrey has more experience. Even CJ Anderson can cast, catch the ball a little bit and a, a bad offensive line could lead to some more rushing opportunities for him which is never a bad thing and the here here's the key and this is just me trying to think like north turner which you know honestly i, I probably shouldn't do this but here i go if the offensive line is bad then wouldn't the adjustment be that cam throws quicker shorter passes and if that's the case he's got a tremendous receiving core to do that with When you think about what D.J. Moore's strengths are, when you think about Olsen and how slow he is, when you think about Funchess and how big he is and the radius he offers, and McCaffrey running all over the place in between, asked to make a catch within seven yards of the line of scrimmage and then make a play after.
2: It's not really his strength, though, right? I mean, that's kind of...
1: Is that Cam's strength? No, but it might have to be. And that would probably lead to a career-high in completion percentage for him, which, as Calvin Benjamin will tell you, has been a problem for Cam.
2: Do you think Cam Newton could be the number one quarterback in fantasy? Not if Aaron Rodgers is healthy. Okay, but you think he can be number two then?
3: Yeah, I, and I think he may have a chance, an outside chance of being number one in four point per pass touchdown leagues.
2: All righty. Uh, would you rather have Ben Roethlisberger or Cam?
3: Cam, Cam. I'll take Ben in a six point per pass touchdown league.
2: So Ben is is uh in the next group of well, actually he goes pretty late. So so after Cam and Breeze we're on QB eight, it's Kirk Cousins followed by Jimmy Garoppolo and then Andrew Luck. How would you rank those three? Cousins, Garoppolo, Luck.
1: Luck, then a space, then Cousins, then Garoppolo.
2: I think we should spend a little bit of time on luck. You know, he's got one year with 4,500 passing yards. I, I get, I'm not saying that the answer is no. I just, I have to bring it up. Are we sure he's as good as he was in 2014? Are we sure he's that kind of player?
0: He's definitely got the potential to be. You know, I mean, the, the receiving core is an issue. Like you said though, in 2014, he, he got production out of guys that you probably wouldn't expect to score eight touchdowns, the two tight ends in particular. Um it still, you know, should be the best offensive line he's played behind, maybe the best system he's played under. And so if he's healthy, you know, he may not be one, but he certainly has top five.
2: All right. So uh we got Garoppolo and Cousins. Do you think that cousins could have his best season? He has had, he's basically been like 4,100 passing yards, 4,900 passing yards, 4,100 passing yards in his last three seasons. Hasn't been a huge passing touchdowns guy, but gives you some rushing touchdowns. It gives you like four a year. Five, four, and four rushing touchdowns in his last three seasons. And Cousins has been like top seven, three straight years or something like that. Uh, no, he's been ninth, fifth, and sixth. So could he have his best year, Kirk Cousins, with, with the Vikings?
3: Yeah, he certainly could. This is, uh, I mean, he's got Diggs and Thielen and Rudolph and Cook. This could be one. Like, the problem for him might be that he needs the defense to not be quite as good as it is for him to have his best season.
2: Do you think that Cousins has similar upside to Jimmy Garoppolo, Patrick Mahomes, guys like that?
3: Yes, I do.
2: Okay, so so is it worth taking Cousins where he's going, which is round seven? Or would you rather wait I, a little by, a little bit and get Roethlisberger in round nine or Mahomes in round ten?
3: I mean, I'd rather get Roethlisberger in round nine because he's the I think the only one left that I have ranked ahead of Cousins. But Cousins is my number eight quarterback. I assume he's about number eight here in terms of ADP. So I don't think that's wrong.
2: Okay. Uh, I guess I'm just asking: Is Cousins like the safe? Is Cousins like Philip Rivers, kind of like the safe pick, or is Cousins exciting?
3: I think Cousins is mostly the safe pick. He's a pretty safe bet to be a top 10 quarterback, but there is a little bit of excitement because of his weapons.
1: Is there, is there not a lot of excitement though?
3: Like I, I almost wonder if
1: his ceiling is like QB8 and his floor is QB12. Like he's destined to be a top I mean, 12 he's, guy. He's definitely been better than QB8 before. And he, has. he has better
3: weapons than he's ever had.
1: Yeah. But it's also a different type of situation for him where. How often are the Vikings going to need him to throw 40 times a game? I wouldn't think very often. I don't think that matters, though. We went through
0: this the other day. Case Keenum threw the ball, what, on average, 30 times a game?
1: Something like that. So and he still had a good year. Yeah, That's true. Good year, but not but There was great. no Dalvin Cook for any of that.
0: Actually, if you want to know, I— Well, okay, we'll go again. Latavius Murray's attempts. He was all right. He was getting 18 a game. I did a, Okay,
2: I did a little bit of research on this. Correlation between bad defense and a lot of passing. You look at the top four teams in pass attempts last year they were the giants the bucks the dolphins and the niners they all had bottom nine defenses but number 5 was arizona they were middle of the pack in scoring defense number 6 was pittsburgh number 7 was new england number 8 chargers all three of those teams were top 7 in scoring defenses so that, yeah there's a correlation between like bad defense and a lot of passing and there's also teams with very good defenses that do a lot of passing and i'm sure it works the other way too with great defenses and 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 a lot of pa- you know you know what i'm saying uh, all right, let's move on. Let's get into a little bit more average draft position. Um, okay, we got Garoppolo, Luck. Then we have Stafford, 11. Roethlisberger, 12. Goff, 13. Ryan, 14. Mahomes, 15. All going, and then Rivers. All going very close together. St- uh, Stafford, Ben, Goff, Ryan, Mahomes, Rivers. Heath, what's your thought on that, that group there?
3: I think roethlisberger is the steal of that group i think he has the most upside of that group and i understand why he falls a little bit because of injury history and because of the home road stuff but i expect him to have a spectacular year i think he's the most likely of this group to be a top eight quarterback because he plays 16 games that's just my expectation for him ryan's the one that i just can't get behind going ahead of somebody like philip rivers or even Mahomes, because I don't think it's fair to give him the upside of his MVP season, because it was just so unsustainable.
2: Alright, uh, Goff, we haven't talked about him. We haven't mentioned him as a breakout, or a sleeper, or a bust. What is Jared Goff?
1: I'm leaning bust on Goff. I don't think he will do as well as he did last year when he broke out.
2: Okay, so is he, where is he in your rankings? Let's see, Jared Goff.
1: For I think you he's
2: like guys, 17th. Yeah, 17th, 17th, 15th for Jamie, Dave, and Heath. So going a little bit early because Goff is the 13th quarterback off the board. Uh, again, that group was Stafford, Roethlisberger, Goff, Ryan, Mahomes, and Rivers. Stafford and Rivers are consistent top 10 quarterbacks. They're not that exciting. Personally, I'd prefer them to be one of two quarterbacks on my team. You know, I'd like to take maybe one of them and a high upside guy. But they get the job done at the end of the day. Uh, after that, we're at QB 17. Mariota, Derek Carr, Alex Smith, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston. Mariota, Carr, Alex Smith, Dak Prescott, and Jameis Winston. A lot of young quarterbacks there, a lot of exciting quarterbacks. How do we feel about them?
3: Well, Mariota is by far – or, I mean, Winston's by far my favorite out of this group because if you're talking about your 17th quarterback in 95% of leagues – you already have your starter. And so I'd I'd much rather have Winston as the second quarterback, knowing that I, I do believe he has top five upside in the second half of the season.
2: Okay. What well, do you think that Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota could have breakout seasons? What are the odds of that for those two? Carr and Mariota?
3: I I
1: feel like Carr's already had it. I'm nervous about what I'm hearing out of Oakland, especially after these Lions scrimmages where the the offense hasn't looked great and they've got some questions at both tackle spots. Um, there's questions about how far along the players are in knowing John Gruden's complicated playbook. Well, one player. There's definitely one player, but I wonder if there's more of that. I wonder if there's just more where that came How from. complicated could it be? It hasn't changed in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that could be something to do with it. I think Mariota could have a good year. I Again, I'm kind of a fan of his new offensive coordinator. I wish he had a little bit more talent around him, but as it stands, it's not bad. I I think this offense will suit Mariota well. I'm hoping that it leads to some nice numbers for him.
2: Dak Prescott was 12th last year in fantasy points. He was 6th the year before. Two years ago, he played three games without Des Bryant and scored more than 20 fantasy points in all three of them, 21, 21, and 25. And it wasn't like Jason Witten was putting up big numbers in those games. It was mostly Cole Beasley and Terrence Williams. Dak Prescott is the 20th, 20th quarterback off the board. Is that too late for Dak?
3: I have no interest.
2: Why? Did you hear my amazing I, stats, Heath? They were amazing. He,
3: he has no weapons.
2: I, did he have weapons before? <laughs> it's like Dez Bryant's unsigned right now. Jason Witten was a slug. And like I said, he did well without Dez.
0: I think he's going to probably be better than a lot of people are giving credit for because when that offensive line is right, he barely gets touched. And they'll find ways, I think, to get guys open. It's just a matter of will they be successful when they get open? You know, right now, Hearn's being hurt is not good. Um, Tavon Austin being their star of training camp probably not good. So there's not a lot to like about Dak, but he'll probably have like you know we talked about if if you shoot for the moon at quarterback, he's gonna be a guy that's gonna get you through a few weeks.
2: All right, and then uh, Eli Manning. Case Keenum, Blake Bortles, between Dak, oh, and Trubisky. Dak, Trubisky, Eli Keenum, Bortles. Dak, Trubisky, Eli Keenum, Bortles. Who's your favorite?
1: Eli.
0: Yeah, Eli.
2: Manning, top fifteen. Maybe maybe Trubisky. Look at this, fifteenth for Dave and Jamie, twenty-fifth for Heath Cummings on Eli. You must
0: hate. You must
3: hate Beckham, Shepard, and Ingram. I'm just just trolling you, Adam. Well, I don't have. I don't think Shepard's in my top fifty wide receivers, and. I've got Evan Ingram as a busted tight end, so I think it all fits perfectly.
2: So, uh, oh, that's interesting. What, what about Trubisky? What are your expectations for him this year? Could he have a Jared Goff-like jump? Nah. I, uh, I,
1: I like most of the components in the offense. I just wonder if he's just a little slow to come through. Remember, he came into the NFL With just 12 games of college experience. So last year might have been like, kind of like a get acclimated, get some experience and see how it goes kind of year for Trubisky. But then they changed everything on him and he's in a new offense. The expectations are higher because they've surrounded him with more talent. I'm not, I'm not too sure he can come through the way that Goff did.
2: Okay. Any final thoughts? We haven't talked about Alex Smith. Alex Smith was like a top five quarterback last year, or something crazy. What do you think? He of it, finally, him on the he residence? finally let
1: loose there. He he knew he was playing for his next gig and a new contract. And uh, Andy Reid said, "Let it go, let it let it rock." And that's what, it's his first four thousand yard season of his career. So he's your typical year. What is it for him? <laughs>
2: I don't know. 12, year, a year 13 breakout? <laughs> yeah, he was uh he was good last year. And he's not a top twenty quarterback for these guys. He's being drafted close to that. And last year he was uh fifth overall, Alex Smith. Uh rookie quarterbacks, when do they make an impact? Who makes the most impact?
0: I still think Josh Rosen will get the most starts because I don't buy Sam Bradford staying healthy, and I wouldn't be surprised if Rosen Comes through these preseason games playing well, but the—I mean, look—the the upside is the best for Mayfield and for Lamar Jackson. It's just a matter of—I don't see them playing very much.
1: I've heard that Rosen's very NFL ready, but the Cardinals just aren't going to rush him. So that that jibes with what you're saying, Jamie. I, I I don't know about Baker Mayfield. Right after the draft, I thought, oh, it's, it's going to be a few weeks with Tyrod, and then Mayfield will get in there. Now I'm not so sure. Maybe they will. Let him sit for a year and and that's it. They're gonna take a long look at him in the preseason, so can't wait to see that on Thursday. Jamie'll see it up close in person. Yeah. Yep.
2: Jamie, Jamie's going to yep, some, yep, see yep. some preseason football. Guys, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we uh I think we nailed quarterback. Job well done, guys. Hooray, Harry for everyone. Thank you. All right, Yay. Jamie game Jamie, get the hell out of here, huh? Gotta go, bye. All right, that's Jamie Eisenberg, <laughs> Heath Cummings, Dave Richard, I'm Adam Azer, tight end preview coming up tomorrow on fantasy football today
1: na, 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 na,
2: nah. it's all.